and welcome to Conscious Business with the Corporate Yogi. I'm your host, Julie Zuzak. This podcast helps entrepreneurs develop the mindset needed to build and grow a conscious business. Whether you know it yet or not, your mindset is the subconscious blueprint that determines your success. Each episode, we explore the different ways that your business calls you forth to grow on a personal level, and especially today, we're talking about relationships. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? Welcome to part three of this three-part series on co-founder relationships. You know, it's often said that the relationship between co-founders is more complicated and definitely more of a commitment than a marriage, which is why I've dedicated three episodes specifically to talk about this relationship dynamic. In episode 83, I gave an intro to some of the themes and dynamics of co-founder relationships. In last week's episode, number 84, you got the chance to meet the cool beer sisters who have very similar personalities and strengths. And if you missed either of those episodes, you might want to go back and listen to episode 83 and episode 84 before you listen to this episode. This week, I introduce you to another set of clients, the co-founders of Infusion Health. Dr. Emily and Dr. Andrea, and they're going to tell you about their very successful corporate wellness business that they run here in Toronto. And as Synergy would have it, they're going to bring you a very different type of relationship to learn from. As you'll see in the interview, the doctors have very different personalities with different skills and different strengths, and they'll explain how they've structured their business to take full advantage of that. So I'm really excited to share this interview with Dr. Emily and Dr. Andrea. And after their interview, I'm going to reveal what the ideal combination is for co-founders. So enjoy this interview with Dr. Andrea and Dr. Emily, co-founders of Infusion Health. Okay, everybody, I'm ready to welcome our very special guest today. I have Dr. Emily Lipinski and Dr. Andrea Orta. And these two ladies are both naturopathic doctors, and they are the co-founders of Infusion Health. Now, these two ladies share a passion because over the years, they have understood the crucial link between employee health and business performance. And they have realized that healthier employees are more engaged at work, they work harder, and they get more done. So welcome, ladies. Thanks for joining me on the show. Hi, Julie. I'd love to hear a little bit more about the story behind Infusion Health and what exactly is your vision for the business? Okay, well, the story started back when we were at CCNM, which is the Canadian College of Naturopathic Medicine. We just started talking about my background and I told Emily how I came from the corporate world, seven years working at a big financial bank. And I told her how there was like a lot of problems there with respect to you know, not eating well and high stress and people were always tired, not sleeping well. And so Emily, with her background in medical research, um, said, well, you know, we can probably put something together and go after those people and help them. So we start, we decided to start a corporate wellness company based on those two unique backgrounds and making it successful. 
the vision, just to let you know, is all about reducing anxiety, reducing depression, reducing burnout, getting to that employment engagement piece, because that's the biggest piece that we see through research that is not working. So we like to engage those employees. And then in the end, we end up reducing a company's costs as well as um, make sure that they actually show up to work, actually wanting to be there. Yeah, that's so. I, I'm so glad, glad you brought that up because um, employee engagement is at an all-time low. Yes, and mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and you know, we often talk about uh, how you know. I know the request that I get a lot from companies is, "How do I just get my people to work harder?" And you guys are bringing forth a really important part of that, a big piece, which is health. Right? People have to physically be healthy and feel good in order to be inspired and work hard. What does the brand stand for? One of our core values is practicing what we preach. So the work-life balance is really important to us, making sure that we're practicing mindfulness. We're being mindful of what we're eating, being healthy physically, mentally, so that we perform best at our job and that we can show that to others. And how did you decide to go into business together? Did you, you know, as you were talking about this vision, did it just kind of naturally come up or did you guys both decide to have your own practices first and then build Infusion Health together later? I think for myself, at least, I can say that I've always wanted to have my own business. I always thought that would be a lot better in terms of environment and lifestyle so that you can, can have that balance. Uh, needless to say, it's it, being an entrepreneur is completely different and you do have plenty of hours that you're spending on your work. But um, when I met Emily, Emily's very much an execution woman. She's a driver. So that was a really big part because I definitely have a lot of different ideas, creative ideas for making something happen. But she was the cement kind of like to make it, okay, let's do this. Let's try this and let's get it done. So it just worked out. It was organic for sure. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So having worked with you guys, I know really, really that you guys have very di- different personalities, right? <laughs> we even saw that, like, I knew that from talking to you both, right? Straight away. But then we went and through and did your reports and your reports came out very different colors, right? Different personality strengths. And so you recognized um, that that was a big piece of, of what was going to make your business so successful, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how uh, has that caused you any challenges along the way, having these different personalities? Oh, for sure. There's challenges. There's discussions that you have. But it's just making sure the communication is always open. And we know we have the same goal. We have the same passion. We have the same vision. And we truly care about each other so much. So, you know, it just works that way. We just have to talk it through. You know, I sometimes hear people say that a co-founder relationship is just as important, if not more important, or more of a commitment than a marriage. What do you guys feel about that statement? <laughs> it is like a marriage sometimes. We see each other so often. We, it, Andrea's my number one on my caller list. She's the number one person I call. So that just shows you how much we talk. I see her most days of the week. We speak most days of the week. So. But back to what Emily is saying, it was like our vision that stays the same. As long as we're still on target with our vision, then we can work through anything. Oh, that's good to hear. And so how do you handle executing tasks? So do you split up and do different things and handle different aspects of their business? Try to really play to our strengths. Andrea is that she's so creative. Uh, She makes sure that the employees are really engaged. She has a lot of strengths in motivating people. And I have a strength in this research. Um, So we know where our strengths lie and we always try to work towards that. 
we want to be happy in what we're doing too. And if we're working to our strengths, generally that keeps us happier as well. Okay. And do you find, because you have this strong relationship, are you more honest with each other because you know each other so well, or do you find you have that respect? So that makes you back off, you know, sharing that tough love with each other. That's interesting. I think it depends on the scenario. Yeah. I think I there's times when you have to say something and there's times when you back off because it's not worth it. It's kind of, you know, pick your battles <laughs> because, you know, in the end, your vision is the most important thing that you're going towards. So. Yep. Back to the marriage analogy, right? You pick yeah. <laughs> And sometimes I, I like asking the question is that, you know, is me bringing something up going to bring me peace or is it only going to bring me turmoil? And if it's going to bring me turmoil, then it's kind of not worth it. Right. That's, right. How, that's my own philosophy, but it's so far it's, it's what I think has helped us work together. So how many years have you worked together with Infusion Health? Four years. Four years. Mm -hmm. Okay. And your relationship now compared to when you first uh, got to know each other is stronger or what, how would you describe it now versus when you first met each other? It's just different. An interesting question. Yeah. I, I definitely say, I think we know each other very well. I think Andrea knows me better than most people in the world will ever know me. So we probably know each other on this really deep level. Yeah, that's true. I'd love to know, um, Andrea, what is Emily's superpower? Emily's superpower is she's like the, the world's fastest <laughs> and most accurate detective. <laughs> you have a question about obesity in Canada and productivity and absenteeism all at the same time. She will find you research from 2017 preliminary research that hasn't even been published yet. She's just incredible at that. And that's really important because that kind of cements what we do in terms of our workshops, in terms of our health fairs. It's really important for us to have up-to-date research. And there's so many, so many, so often we have medical doctors, you know, asking Emily for something and she's correcting them, which is really funny, but it is the case. So yes. there's lots of learning to do, especially when that's your forte and she's an expert at that. So, so the data, the facts, the stats, the research, that's kind of her thing. She is a detective. She'll find anything for you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that you're using the word detective. <laughs> and Emily, what is Andrea's superpower? She's an amazing people person. She is incredible at forming partnerships, relationships, but also making people feel really good. When you're with Andrea, you feel amazing. And that's really one of her strengths. She brings out the best in people. So, and then she also forms these amazing partnerships and um, she just, she has a knack with engaging people and motivating people as well. Mm, and how does that play into the business? So how does that help your business succeed in terms of relationships and that sort of dynamic? It's so important. It's so important in terms of what we're striving to do. We're striving to make change in business. We're striving to first make contact with the business um, to let the business know how important this change is for their employees and then actually executing and promoting the change with, within the corporation. And Andrea is the brains behind so much of that in terms of the creativity and how we're actually going to motivate these people and truly create lasting change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, do you find too with your business, probably similar to mine, so much of it is about building relationships, right? 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah, because it's a foundation. When you first meet a company, it's a bit, there's a bit of a courting phase, right? Like you have to get to know them. They have to get to know you. You might do a small like workshop or something, right? When you first start. And then mm-hmm. from there, once they get to see, you know, how beneficial that was and how much the employees loved it, then you might go in and do something bigger, right? Like a bigger engagement. Pretty lucky that way. As soon as we're with a company on the first, first few, not even the first session, we've pretty much closed the deal. Yeah. <laughs> I can say that and I'm not even boasting because it is our passion. We're delivering our passion. We're cr- we truly do want to make an impact. And we don't even like at any event that we do, we, we never, like someone asked me, oh, do you get lots of patients from that? We never solicit for patients ever. We're doing this for teaching. We're doing this for creating that impact in the corporate wellness. So because it comes from a genuine, deep-rooted place, we, we've had a lot of success with it. So we're really, really pleased about that. And I want to I dive into health and wellness because I want to understand what are some of the things that you do with companies? Like what are some of their biggest challenges that they face and what are some of the things that you come in and do? What would a typical engagement look like? Well, we know that in terms of where companies are losing a lot of money is due to reduced productivity and also anxiety, stress, and burnout. So those are two of our main areas of um, where we're going in to fix companies' pain. And so looking at the strategies to increase productivity, we know that productivity is lost primarily due to simple things like fatigue. So looking at how we can boost energy and focus attention and memory with employees. Also reducing anxiety stress. Uh, We know that the research shows mindfulness is an incredible tool to use and implement in the office because once it's learned, it's free. You can use it anywhere. It's easy to learn. Anyone can do it. And even five minutes of mindfulness a day can make a tremendous impact. So using simple tools like that that can be used on the job, but also at home to make really big changes and increase the gray matter of the brain, right? That's right. (laughs) And so it's like the benefits I imagine are endless. You know, people are taking less sick days, they're happier at work. And and I find overall, it's just like to know that your company cares about you enough to really invest in your health. I think that speaks volumes. That's actually one of our little slogans, you know, show your employees you care about them. Yes. I'd love to know, do you have like a success story or something that you've done with a company that is really, really a great demonstration of the work that you've done? Absolutely. Yeah, we did a seven-week wellness program with an engineering firm in Mississauga. And one of the focuses was to focus on having the employees lead healthy lifestyles and have a healthy weight. Because we also know that obesity is costing uh, Canadian companies over $1.3 billion in losses. So uh, maintaining a healthy weight, we know that employees take less sick days, they have better immunity, they have reduced um, blood pressure, better cholesterol levels. So pharmaceuticals. Exactly. So we did overall health and wellness, but also a focus on how to maintain this healthy weight. And we were back there last summer, which would would have been um, a year and a half from when we did this program. And we had employees coming up to us saying that they've lost 20 pounds, they've lost 15 pounds, they've kept it off, they hadn't taken any sick days. 
or their immunity was so much better. They had more energy. So that was so rewarding to see. Or they had their family members try it out as well. Yeah. So everyone was getting healthy. It wasn't just a, one impact. It was a lingering impact. And it lasted. I think that's the biggest thing for companies. If they bring a, a wellness program in, how are they going to create that lasting impact? And that's one thing that we love to do. We love to leave like, certain things. We like, like to leave a champion still at you know, in the facility asking, you know, what are you, what are you still involved with? How many things are you doing? Are you still working on the nutrition laws? Are you still exercising? So there's still this talk in the office about what has been done. But I love yeah. that ripple effect as, you know, as the one family member starts to really make this investment and commitment to their health and to their um, wellness, then other people start to be inspired by that and they make that commitment too. So yeah. I must be really proud to see the impact that you've had on all these people's lives. That was one of our goals too. Yeah. We keep on saying we don't want to just be part of you. We want to be part of your family and like teach what we teach you to teach on to others so that everyone gets, gets healthier. Okay, are you loving this interview? Did you hear how they have very different strengths and how well they really, really know each other after these four years? So well that they can really articulate each other's superpowers. And even though they have different personalities, they focus on their common vision for the business. And this is what allows them to have such a strong working relationship. Now, in this second half of the interview, the doctors share their vision for corporate wellness, their mental wellness certificate program that they've created, as well as some brilliant tips for anyone thinking about going into business with another person. So let's dive back into the rest of this interview with Dr. Andrea and Dr. Emily. So what are you most proud of with the business? I'd say starting from nothing and seeing what it's become, you know, we're still, we're still growing, but what we've done is really, I feel really proud about what we've done. I feel really proud about the impact we've had on others and what we've been able to achieve with our knowledge and create something new and make a change in these companies. And I want to shift gears here for a minute. And I want to start to talk about personal growth. You know, in this podcast, I love talking about how your business always calls you forth to grow and, you know, your business can't grow until you do. And so diving into that growth aspect, that personal development aspect of being an entrepreneur. And I'd love to know from each of you, how has creating this business really called you forth to grow in terms of new things that you've done that were out of your comfort zone or new skills that you developed over the years? I think for me, it's been, uh, I'm, I'm very much, I'm very happy being behind the scenes. I like being behind the camera. And I think just having to constantly putting yourself forward and being okay with that you know, whether it's on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, all of that stuff. It was definitely not my forte. I love being in front of people and presenting. That's a totally different thing because once you're up there, you feel great. But the, all the social media side and constantly showing your face and taking pictures, that was really hard for me. So I realize now that it's really important because change is happening in our society. And if you don't flow with that change, you're going to be left behind. And so there's no way we're going to be left behind. So that's why we decided to ahead but that was really challenging for me initially but now I'm getting a lot better at it 
Okay, I love this example because this is a very, very common one, something I've dealt with a lot. And I'd say pretty much all my clients go through this in some aspect. So were, did you have any limiting beliefs around, you know, that were, that were holding you back from doing that? Like, oh my gosh, who do, you know, people are going to think, what are people going to say about me? Do you have any saboteurs yeah. that were sort of? Oh, I didn't, I didn't think, I didn't have any, I don't, I don't feel like I had anything like in terms of like people judging me because I really don't care. I'm kind of neutral to what other people think. I think it was just having my face and being exposed in that way. I don't know. It was just a, it's a weird, I guess, feeling of always having, you know, your face being looked at and then people watching you. It's just weird. Yeah. It's, I, it's, it's kind of vulnerable, isn't it? Cause you're putting, you're yeah, really putting yourself out there. Yep. To judgment, so. to criticism. Um, I've, I tell this story all the time about the first version of my website that I had. I didn't even have my photo on it. I mean, it was buried somewhere uh, on the about page and it was just like a tiny two by two photo buried as you scroll down the page. And, you know, because it was a very different business then, but also I know if I'm truly honest with myself, there was part of me that wasn't prepared to be that bigger head of my business, which is mm -hmm. kind of ironic because it's called the corporate yogi, which is really who I am. But I had this whole BS story around, well, the corporate yogi is really this philosophy of what it's like to, for everyone to integrate business and spirituality. But I know, you know, I know what was really going on deep down inside. And you know, the one thing too, that I always, that is a good mindset hack for people. And it works for me too, is you kind of have to take yourself out of the equation. So it's not about, okay, do I have to put myself out there? It's about the people that I need to reach. So it's always about the people that you're serving. And I know you guys feel the same way. It's about your community and you stay focused on the people that you're trying to help. And in order to help them, it means you have to step up and do these things that are kind of uncomfortable, but really at the end of the day, it's not about you. It's about being able to serve them and so if you can lean into that discomfort in service of others and keep the lens on them not on in soft focus on you uh, that helps uh, quite a bit I find too well said <laughs> Emily what about you has there been um, any part of the business that has really really challenged you or caused you to grow being flexible would be probably one of the ones that um, because running your own business, working different hours, working with some uh, with a business partner, you have to be flexible to different schedules, which was a learning curve for me. And then I'd also say um, really making sure that you stick to what you believe in, because when you're going out and talking to other people about what you're doing, everyone has a different opinion. Oh, mindfulness, maybe it doesn't really work. Or how would you do mindfulness in um, a business setting in a bank that doesn't seem to correspond. Um, but now we are getting the research that's showing it it does work we had the research but more people are understanding oh mindfulness does work it does have an application so if you have that vision making sure that you don't you know let other people's doubts cloud what you're going after and have you ever found yourself being challenged to compromise on what you do no but i'd say sometimes clients want certain um certain tweaks like they want because they want it to be most applicable to their employees and that's something we do do we want to make sure that it really resonates with with the company truly needs and so that's why we work one-on-one -on -one with the decision maker hr to make sure it's customized exactly mm -hmm. what would be sort of the most like ideal client for you like what is that sweet spot in in terms of perfect company that you like to work with wow. 
someone that truly cares about their employees, small, big, medium sized, it really doesn't matter, but someone that wants to have a really healthy workplace and healthy meaning not just everyone in tip top shape, it's more of healthy in terms of productivity is optimized, they're coming to work, they're feeling good about coming to work, they are focused and attentive when they're coming to work. That's their vision, that's what we're striving to achieve with our company. This is a good point. It, it calls to mind that, you know, we, we sometimes really try to focus on having that um, niche target market of who is our ideal client. But once you get out there, sometimes, you know, you have to be open to working with people that you didn't necessarily yeah. think were going to be ideal for you. And so it's not necessarily small to medium or large corporate. You're really more focused on finding that person that has the right values and that right mindset towards their employees, right? One of the most favorite teams I've ever worked with was at a government agency. Sometimes, you know, you have this limiting belief that like government can be like slow and backwards thinking and um, kind of like trying to turn a big steam liner. And this was like one of the most innovative, open-minded right. teams that I ever, ever worked with. We did a whole series around values-based goal setting, like, which I think is pretty edgy, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. for sure. One yeah. of the biggest things we found is ensuring that you hit the, those decision makers, the, the high up managers, the senior level managers, if they have those beliefs, if they're ready to take action, that's when we find the best results right with their team because they're the leads so if they're if they're taking a mindful moment everyone else on their team's going to say hey it's okay for me to take 3 minutes to go breathe and like be outside in nature or something absolutely you have to have not only the buy in but yeah they have to lead by example because if they're not willing to step up and participate then no one else will right exactly yeah and so what's what's next for infusion health ladies uh, just to keep going, to do what we're doing, to make uh, changes in more companies. So we we love what we're doing. We want this to be as large as possible. We you know we're based in Toronto, but we would like to see this across Canada. So that is one of our you know bigger goals. And for sure, and I think one of our other goals is to have our five step mental wellness certification this five, six, five, a series of five different workshops that all are tailored around understanding what and identifying what anxiety is, what depression is, and how to curtail it through nutrition, through positivity, through exercise. We have all this research and these five sessions will really make a true difference in your workplace. People will be able to understand what anxiety is and they'll have the tools to fix it. And so our goal is to have this five-step mental wellness certification in every single company and then go back every year and create new research. Oh, okay, look, we found this new technique. We want to add this on to ensure that all the staff knows it because there's no reason why every single employee should be suffering from anxiety. That should be taken away. Right now, what is it? The stats one in five. One in five is way too many people suffering when there's easy, simple steps that you can do. So as an employer, that's one of our goals, just to say yes to a mental wellness program that positively creates change based on research. I love that. I mean, I find personally, it's at an all-time high, the number of people that I know that are on antidepressants and have been for extended periods of time. Yes, it is. It's one of the big company costs too with pharmaceuticals. Antidepressants are one of the biggest um, benefits costs because of the antidepressant use.
Okay, so let's start to wrap up. I have two more questions for you. First off, what advice would you give to someone going into business with a partner? My advice would be, uh, number one, really to outline what your vision is in the next year, next three years, next five years, and making sure that that's absolutely in sync. And then that's number one, because if there's any differences at all, then it's just not going to plan out. And the second thing is making sure that your number one thought, no matter what conversation, no matter what discussion is, how is this going to make us better? How is this going to make us stronger? How is this going to add to the company? If the decision you're making is, oh, I want this or I want that, then you're thinking selfishly and it's never going to work out. It's, I'm not going to lie, it's very challenging to be in a partnership, but you have to have those two things set, which is always having the same vision and always having that feeling of, okay, how do we make each other better? How do we make each other stronger? I would say having that trust piece, you know, we all have that gut feeling or the intuition and we do know of other people that have entered partnerships where there was something in their gut that was holding them back, but they chose to ignore it. And yeah. I know I've never had that with Andre. I trust her wholeheartedly, you know, inexplicably. I, there's so much trust. And that's what's gotten through us through a lot of things, too, because we know that the trust is there. We know we're, we really want the best for the company and we want each other to be the best we can be as well. And I want to take a second just to acknowledge the, the one thing that I appreciate about you two is the communication. I mean, the, the, you know, I think Emily, you said earlier that you talk pretty much every day or see each other every day. In the weekdays. And we, we talk a lot. There's some weeks where we talk less, but we do, as yeah. I said, she's the number one person I call yeah. on my <laughs> dial. She's number one. Um, as people are listening to this interview and want to get a hold of you, what's the best way that they can find out more information about Infusion Health? You can check out our website, infusionhealth.ca, or you can reach out to us via email at info at infusionhealth.ca. So let's start to wrap things up here. And I just wanted to say thank you, ladies, so much for you know, joining me today, for talking about your co-founder relationship, for the business, for what you've created, and all the great advice that you have shared. And I really, really appreciate this vision that you have to bring more health and more wellness to organizations because they really, really do need it and really, really will benefit. So thank you both. Thank you so thank much you for having us. us. And that's a wrap for this interview with Infusion Health. As I promised, I want to reveal the optimal relationship for co-founders. In episode 83, I talked about the Cupcake Girls and how their relationship negatively impacted their business until they were able to get some help from a coach to navigate their relationship. In last week's episode, we met co-founders with very similar personalities, the Beer Sisters. And then this week's interview you got to meet two co-founders that have opposite personalities. So, which combination is the best? Well, to tell you the truth, neither is better. Because here's why. In my training and my years of experience as a relationship coach, I've learned that there is no such thing as a perfect relationship. I know, it's kind of disappointing. There is no such thing as a perfect relationship. All relationships are dynamic entities and they're constantly changing and the relationship will need different things at different times, but it always needs to be 
cultivated. The most important thing to a healthy relationship is that you have one common vision, that you respect each other's viewpoints because conflict can be healthy, right? And there's no such thing as too much communication. Remember, every conflict has the seeds of resolution already within it, which means that no matter what is going on, you always have the capacity to fix it. So there's no such thing as a perfect formula in personalities for co-founders. Only a perfect formula for how you approach your relationship, which includes these three things, having a common vision, two, having the ability to respect each other's differences, and three, lots and lots and lots of communication. And it's time to start wrapping up this three-part series on co-founder relationships. Special thanks to Infusion Health for their interview today. Thanks, ladies, for giving us an inside look at your biz and your relationship as co-founders. And if you're in a business partnership that you are struggling to navigate, then I really encourage you to reach out and get some help, either a coach or a professional who has experience navigating these relationships and these challenges. I would love to hear from you and answer any questions that you have and also help you get clarity and alignment on your relationship because your relationship as co-founders is the foundation of your business. And if there's any conflict, it will limit the success of your business. I hope you enjoyed this three-part series on co-founder relationships and that you've been able to apply some of this wisdom to at least one relationship in your life. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Remember that being an entrepreneur is the most intense form of personal development that you will ever go through. So be patient and be kind to yourself. Deep down inside, you know how powerful you are. Now it's time to step up and let the rest of us see it.